Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, guys? Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado on another rock star episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of hemp and cannabis from the eyes of the entrepreneurs who are pushing this incredible industry forward. If you are somebody who is looking for products that you can depend on to deliver the results that you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. We have vetted several and have come up with our top picks who are there in our marketplace. And if you are a budding entrepreneur or business owner in this space, I'd love to hear your story and get to know you. Uh, please shoot me an email, Sonia at medicalsecrets.com, and I'm excited to connect. Hey guys, I invite you now to like and share this content. When you like and share, you are a part of helping us impact millions of people's lives around the world. We are quite literally transforming the way that we are talking about and thinking about cannabis and hemp in our families and communities. And I thank you for liking and sharing and tagging five people that you believe are going to receive benefit from hearing these incredible stories and absorbing this incredible information. I've done it again, guys. You can thank me later. We have pulled yet another incredible entrepreneur from the midst and stormy seas of the cannabis and hemp industry. Our guest today, Morgan Laurent, is the founder of Organic CBD LLC. He grew up in a small town of growers, not knowing what cannabis was, and running through barns filled with weed, playing tag in and around the secret gardens and watching police helicopters fly very low around September and October. It was all normal. And then he moved to the city to work in construction. He did very well for himself managing construction sites and large crews, got tired of the hustle and the dirty air in the city, and bought a farm in the northeast mountains of Vermont, secluded from the modern world and the perfect place to grow. In 2014, he installed two 3,000-square-foot greenhouses, bought a tractor with some basic equipment, and started prepping the land for what the East Coast had never seen before, 15 acres of bud. Fields filled with beautiful, green, resinous plants. This was new to the East Coast and brought lots of unwanted attention. Police, thieves, and really nice politicians. His farm was the first to have mandatory testing by the state. After applauds, handshakes, and all of the tests below 0.3% THC, he was free to keep growing. And growing, he did. And still... He does grow. Now certified organic by the USDA and the Vermont Organic Farms Association, selling CBD hashish, growing lots and lots of beautiful buds and enjoying the country air. Put your hands together and help me welcome my good friend, Morgan Laurent. How's it going? Oh, good. Thank you. Thanks for the intro. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited to have you on here. I almost wish my husband was here because he too has been in cultivation for 20 years and out in, except on the, on the West coast. And so I'm sure you guys would have war stories to be able to trade, but for folks who have not done such extensive research into who you are and what you're up to, why don't you give us the quick and dirty straight from the horse's mouth? Who are you? What's your background and what are you doing in the cannabis? Yes, so my background is construction and managing large crews. As I said, uh, I got tired of living in the city and having to always keep my doors locked and everything. And I moved my family to uh, uh, the northeast corner of Vermont, tucked away in the mountains, um, growing as much hemp as possible on a small plot of organic land. Um, prior to the 2018 federal farm bill, um, you know, we were kind of in a gray zone. Colorado was more open, but on the East Coast, it was, it was a little bit tougher. And I did buy my land right on the border so to Canada. So I had federal agents constantly looking at what I'm doing and flying over my farm. And, you know, after they found out what I was doing and I was completely legal, they, you know, they'd give me little waves from the helicopter. But um, yeah, and then I started, uh, I was doing biomass first. And then with the smokable flour getting popular, we got into smokable flour, um, building my brand, Organic CBD LLC. And just to get even better, now we're doing CBD hashish. We've been doing it for about a year and I just keep getting better and better at it. Um, bringing it to the, now I'm at the 0.4 total THC. I'm trying to get it down to 0.2. Um, but I'm also, I'm always below 0.3 delta 9, which makes it federally compliant. And yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. I work seven days a week on the farm. I love the farming life. And even better, I get to work with a beautiful plant. It's great. That's awesome. Are you also doing your own genetics? I have. I buy genetics, but I have two of my own genetics that nobody has. I have the mountain berry, which smells like berries as flower, and it tastes like berries when you're smoking it. Uh, there's a couple YouTubers that did reviews on it, and uh, you know they they really like it. And the purple Kool Aid, the purple Kool Aid is only at six percent CBD, but has an amazing terpene profile. I mean, the buds are just purple, 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 and people just keep buying it because they're almost getting like this. I don't know this out of body experience just from the terpenes. Uh, terpenes is is just. It's, there's something with terpenes that I, I cannot explain, but there's a lot of benefits from terpenes. Uh, yeah, there's, well, that's, that's primarily, they're finding in, in science that it's actually the terpenes and flavonoids that are having the most, that are carrying the most medicinal benefit. And which makes a lot of sense actually, because they say that 80% of your taste is actually your smell and terpenes is the smell. So I, I'm, it, it's making me a believer in aromatherapy, if nothing else. Um, <laughs> I mean, about time, right? Who would have thought that it would be cannabis and hemp that would help the world talk about the actual elements that, you know, we use every single day and, and invoke. Yeah, seriously. Cannabis, but here we go. Uh, one more thing that we can thank cannabis and hemp for. Uh, tell me a little bit about your farm. What was it like getting started? Uh, nobody... Yeah, I mean, you weren't a farmer by trade before, so it must have, you must have hit some pretty important learning. Curve. Yeah, so I kind of like remembered from being young that the when you want to grow cannabis, you want to break the soil as deep as possible 
so your roots can shoot down and you want to build up a mound so it doesn't when it rains it doesn't create a puddle and your your plant dies so i just i bought some very basic equipment and i went at it i worked seven days a week my son was four years old then and um he he helped me out a lot i did a lot of seeds a lot of cuttings it was it was very difficult at the beginning, especially not not having a market for it, not knowing what I was going to do. It was kind of a, a just a great idea, you know. Let's hey, let's, let's jump into this and uh, let's grow as many plants as possible, beautiful plants as possible, and uh, stay organic at the same time. I've always believed in in growing organic, so I've never used any chemical fertilizers or pesticides at my farm, and no chemical fertilizers or pesticides were ever used on my farm even prior to me owning it. Um, a lot of, I learned a lot of things. I learned plumbing. Um, uh, I worked with electricity. I, I had to learn how to work in a greenhouse, how to, how to move the heat out, you know, the, all these new things that nobody really thinks of when they're going to jump on, jump into growing on a farm, but, uh, and being very, it's a very windy area that I'm in. So that helped me with uh, pest control and, and mildew and stuff like that. But there was, it, it was really difficult. It was, it was, I don't even know what the word is, but it was, it was fun. I mean, I think we, we were always smiling. There was never one bad day. We had a great time. What, and what, and what did it actually take? I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard from a hemp company organically grown or they try and, you know, position their product somehow as a USD certified certified organic product when we know for a fact that up until a few months ago there were no farms that had received their actual certification but you have are in fact certified talk to me a little bit about what that process looked like and when you got awarded your USD um or certified organic yeah so um in 2018 uh, in December 2018, when the, the, the federal government decided to legalize hemp, um, that is when it was possible to start working with the, uh, the organic certification companies. I work with the Vermont Organic Farmers Association, which is one of the, uh, the most strict organic uh, certification companies. And I think it was in March or February or March, they finally filled, got all the paperwork filled out. I actually had to pay a little bit more to get my stuff fast-tracked because I wanted my hemp mothers and cuttings and everything to be certified organic rather than just my fields and my plants. Um, I had to prove that no chemicals were ever used on my land. Um, I went through an audit, which was very simple because all I really ever fertilize with is cow poo and fresh urine. Uh, we don't fertilize after the plants are in the ground. Um, it was, how could I say it? It was, um, it was easy for me because we were already organic. We never used any chemicals before. So the only, the only thing that was a little bit more difficult was I was not allowed to use any, uh, rooting hormones. Um, so we did a lot of tests and I lost a lot of cuttings last year. Um, we tried with honey, we tried with aloe vera, and the best was just water, just plain water for our, our hemp cuttings. And then, as I said, then we use cow poo. Cow poo is always organic and just keeping receipts on everything we do. 
making sure that no um, no neighboring farms are 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 using any chemical fertilizers. My neighbors are uh, my neighbor in front is a hayfield, and they're also certified organic. So the little area that I'm in Vermont really believes in uh, in organic farming, also. And so it was pretty easy. I got coached by some good people. Wow, that's so incredible. And but if it was so easy, seriously, Morgan, like. No, it wasn't easy. easy. (laughs) I'm making it sound easy. Yeah, that's real cute. But like, it's not easy. I'm talking to (laughs) farms every day who are like really struggling to find that key differentiator. And there's only a few of you that's been awarded. So what do you think it was about you and your place that got you the certification when so many others have been denied? Um, Well, so honestly, I think it's because I've always... I'm cheap. I don't want to spend money on anything. So... I want to grow the the biggest, nicest plants without spending any money. So I do all the work myself. Um, and like I said, I just, I make everything seem easy. My neighbors look at me and they're like, man, you're nuts. How do you do this? How do you work all day, every day? It's because I love what I do. I mean, growing these plants is, it's fun being outside, you know, being able to go dirt biking or jump on a tractor. It's playing the mud. I mean, we're always out there having fun and being certified organic was just an extra step in my lifestyle. You know, we, our, our gardens has always been organic. So people say it's difficult for me, honestly. Hey, I'm going to say, fuck it. It wasn't really difficult for me. <laughs> um, I, uh, for me, it was just, it's the lifestyle that I was already following. The farm was already organic. I mean, we just didn't have the certification. It was already, we were calling it organically grown which uh, a lot of companies call themselves organically grown, but actually they're not even allowed to, uh, they're not really allowed to say anything organic unless they're certified organic. And that's kind of why the FDA is trying to, to step in so that companies that are claiming to be organic stop without, stop doing it without the actual certification. Um, I've actually seen those hemp cigarettes. I've seen hemp cigarettes with a USDA organic logo on them, but there's, there's no such thing. It's just companies are, are just throwing that logo everywhere and uh, waiting for waiting to get caught, I guess. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. And so are you selling both the flat? Talk to me a little bit about your business. Now that you're, now that you're a farmer, are you fully vertical? Are you going direct to consumer or do you, are you um, primarily a provider to um, other manufacturers or extractors? So I'm doing it all. We're farming. Uh, so we're growing the plants from selling cuttings to um, helping other farmers grow also, if I'm charging for that. Um, I sell my flour to through my brand, Organic CBD LLC. I also sell my flour in bulk to companies throughout the country who just repackage it and sell it. If they want to sell it as USDA organic, we have to go through a whole process with my organic certification uh, company here in Vermont. Um, I have a CBD tincture that is a, um, a full-spectrum tincture. The, the, the THC is very low, but it's, it's still full-spectrum. And I, I sell that to some other companies also. I sell it in the, to them in bulk, and they put their labels on it with the USDA organic label that has been approved. And now we jumped into selling hashish. We were making it for a while, but I wasn't allowed to sell it because the uh, the THC was a little bit too high. And just you know, through constantly working it and trying new things, 
I've managed to get the CBD, uh, sorry, the THC to a legal limit. Um, something that's actually pretty interesting is um, hashish throughout the the world. I saw this uh, buddy of mine emailed me this document of hashish being uh, seized from. I have it here from um, Lebanon, Morocco, and India, and. The THC in that hashish is only between three to ten percent, so there's never been much THC in hashish. It's it's kind of what we call the entourage effect. It's you know it's it's all the cannabinoids mixed together. Um, hashish worth it from from uh, I think it's Lebanon has actually more has doubled the amount of CBD in it than THC. And I mean the Lebanese have been making hash for I don't know I'd say four hundred years maybe. So and there's always been CBD in it. So you know CBD has been popular for forever. You know what? I I just completely jumped off of subject here. <laughs> we were talking about my my brand and my flower, and now I'm talking about Lebanon. But uh, to get back to to the hash part, um, I mean, yeah, what were yeah. we talking about? <laughs> I love it. You were talking about all of the things that your company does and what your guys' primary focus is. I was asking if yeah. you were okay. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. The primary focus is, is my brand. I'm really trying to push the organic CBD LLC brand, uh, trying to get it nationwide. We've had a lot of success in Texas. Um, the California market, honestly, I tried to, to get into it, but it's very difficult. I mean, they have beautiful recreational cannabis and I guess people in California just want to get high. Um, the East coast is different. Texas recreational cannabis isn't legal. So I had to, it was really easy for me to get into that market. Stores are selling my product there. Um, a lot of online customers buy my hemp um, Florida is another market that we're, we're getting into with my brand. We do some white labeling for some companies, um, but uh, it's really it's my brand that I'm trying to push the most. And you know, it's certified organic. I mean, it's grown here in Vermont. Yeah, you know, that's that's really what we're doing to get back to the subject. <laughs> nice. And for you, what what um, you described a little bit of what the stuff that you came up against as a farmer. But they, it's pretty different, right, to be building a consumer-facing brand and thinking about the marketing, let alone the banking and, you know, all of these things that every company has, you know, been faced with growing a front-facing brand. How, I, separate from all the other things, banking is starting to, you know, let up a little bit, um, not much, but a little bit. Are you doing anything online or how are you marketing your business to stand apart in a pretty crowded marketplace? I mean, there's dozens of brands popping up every day. Um, so what, what do you think you're doing or what are you doing or what are you planning on doing to set yourself apart? How are you marketing yourself right now? So the, the short silence here is me like exhaling because, um, being a small farm and going from selling biomass at first and making a good amount of money, I was able to build a good solid infrastructure and then jumping into the flower market. And as I said, being a small farm, not having the millions of dollars that these other companies have for marketing and advertising, I mostly worked on just having a good product and word of mouth. All my customers come back. And they don't just come back once or twice. I mean, they come back and so they'll start with buying a gram or two of each breed. And then now they're buying ounces. You know, I have 
just about every single customer on the back end of my website, I can see comes back. So advertising and marketing, I used weed maps um, and mostly word of mouth and just cold calling. You know, it's cold calling stores, sending them samples, and everybody that sees my product loves my packaging. My packaging is really aesthetically nice. My wife helped me with that. Um, and um, yeah, so it's mostly been word of mouth. Honestly, I don't have all the the funds available to keep the the, the advertising going. You know, we've been working on it slowly, but after you pay trimmers and and just the, the keeping the farm going is expensive enough as it is. So yeah, it's mostly been just having a really strong product that tastes really good. I mean, even my even my tincture tastes good. I mean, you can taste the terpenes in it. Like we made sure the terpenes were not hurt when it's extracted. Uh, when the the they do the CO two extraction, we 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 just make sure that the terpenes are, are preserved. So yeah, so it's just having a good a good product and uh, word of mouth. Nice. And we've done, we've done pretty well, actually. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love your like little chuckle there. <laughs> um, well, not that's not true for everybody. You know, that's not true for everybody who is who is starting a brand right now and trying to get out there. It's been, you know, there's a lot of folks have struggled. So I'm really happy to hear you talk about the grassroots approach to growing your business and how you're building relationships. Um, you know, helping it probably helps quite a bit that your USDA um, certified because not, you know, that's, that's a huge differentiator, um, in the marketplace. So congratulations there. What for you would be, um, some key pieces of advice that you could offer budding entrepreneurs? We, we know that, you know, being down the, the road, a few extra miles helps quite a bit. And there's a lot of people who are looking right now at the industry and just wondering what, their play is going to be how to get how to get in and most importantly how to avoid the uh, many pitfalls that come along with being in business period but especially in this business um, so what would be one or two key pieces of advice that you could offer our budding entrepreneurs um, as they enter into the space yeah I'd say be aware um, make sure you have a market and funds available to build that market. Um, but be aware of, there's a lot of people out there trying to sell, either sell you something that you're never going to get, uh, buy your product without paying you or just companies out there saying, Hey, we're going to advertise for you. Give us, uh, give us two grand a month and we're going to do your SEO for you. And it doesn't do anything. Next thing you know, you're paying a couple thousand dollars a week or a couple thousand dollars a month. And and your SEO might be getting up there, but there's a hundred other companies that are doing the same thing. So it's kind of what I've, I spoke to a couple farmer, uh, to a couple actually investors a couple weeks ago at a hemp convention in Vermont. We were one of the main sponsors and they were asking me like, so, you know, what does it take to start our own farm and everything? I said, well, honestly, don't start your own farm. Buy my hemp, buy my products invest all the money you have instead of making mistakes and 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 messing around with the farming invest all your money in marketing and advertising and just buy my products off me i mean you can just they can contact me i can give them the product either white labeled or not and then they invest their time and money in advertising because after you pay for the farming that's if they're if they're making mistakes i mean you, you don't want to mess up a crop it only grows once a, once a year, so then you have to wait a whole other 
you know, a whole other year before you can start over. So that's, it's be aware of, of kind of everything. It's a market that is growing really fast. Um, I mean, there's, there's companies out there just trying to, there's the, the word snake oil, you know, they're, they're trying to sell anything to anybody, whether it's advertising or just not a good product. So I would just say to be very aware and to make sure that you do have money aside for, uh, for all these little hiccups that are going to happen because they will happen from, I mean, from the police trying to, to stop you, to, to stop your operation, to, to regulations. I mean, some people have uh, pesticides that's in their soil. Some people are growing in old cornfields. It takes about 10 years for pesticides to get out of a cornfield. So don't grow in an old cornfield. I mean, once, once you've grown in it, you, you spent all your money to grow in that field and then come up September, October, and you send your, your flower to the lab to get tested, next thing you know, pesticides show up in all your, uh, your COAs, well, your product's worth nothing. And you just invested and wasted a whole, whole year. So you really, you have to know what you're doing and what you're getting into before you do it. And like I say to a lot of these people at this convention, I said, don't, don't just think you're going to jump in and make a fortune. You know, you might as well just, if you want to make a brand, come see me or another farmer and, and work on getting really good flour and preferably certified organic flour. I mean, I don't charge much more than these other companies. A lot of these companies are selling their flour for four or five, six dollars a gram online, and I'm selling my, my flour for ten dollars a gram, and uh, ounces are 110 dollars. But um, yeah, there you go. I lost you again. <laughs> I think you're. Uh, I think you're doing a good job explaining Thanks. some some really good considerations for a new business owner. I'll piggyback off of what you said because what I heard you say was that. You have to be prepared and know what you're doing where and where you're doing it. Like if you're going to go into being farming, you want to make sure that you're growing on land that won't um, make a toxic harvest. And, you know, you're talking about like the pesticides and the ingredients that are in our current soil. Um, hemp is actually really incredible for removing all of the toxicity from the soil and replacing the nitrogen. However, if you want However, to, yeah, yeah, exactly. if you want to extract it <laughs> yeah. or sell the flower or smoke the flower, chances are you probably want to wait for like the third season before you do anything like that. So um, knowing, you know, just being prepared, doing your research and doing things in the right order um, is really super important. I like to encompass that by saying if you spend 80% of your time planning and 20% on the execution, you'll do quite a bit better. Um, there's actually a book that I love. It, it's called um, it's called The Millionaire Master Plan by Roger James Hamilton. And I've mentioned it several times because I think it's just such a powerful book to understand who you are and what your genius is, but more importantly, what the stages and phases of growing a business are. And it's been a really powerful resource for me becoming profitable with brand new startups. Um, so I suggest that you guys check that out for sure. Um, and I also love The Emperor's, the Emperor Wears No Clothes by Jack Herrera's, another really great one. Um, what's next for you guys? I'm super excited about the things that you have going on, you know, first with the farm and then with all of the byproduct that comes for that. What is your next big push as a business owner? Um, you know, are you guys going to continue to build the front-facing brand? What are you excited about in your farm this year? Um, how many years have you been growing there? This is our fifth year. Nice. Yeah. No, I'm I'm super excited about everything. You know, I love 
I love being able to be outside all the time. Um, but when it comes to organic CBD, what I what I'm very happy about is the new hashish that we're making. I mean, there's something about hash that brings us back to our young days. Uh, it's I don't know how to say it, but um, like people that are let's say 35 and over, no hashish. People that are 30 and under, they they don't really know it that well. They they're more of like they're, they're trying these new concentrates. But there's something about stopping, taking a break. Um, breaking up the hash, rolling it, looking around, smoking it. I don't know. It's almost like a, a little ritual or a very a relaxing sense to it. So the fact of bringing out a product that brings me back and brings a lot of other people back to when they were young, to their youth, uh, I find that really exciting. You know, the, It's like stopping and smoking a joint instead of just uh, vaping a pen. You know, you actually you have to you have to take the time to to look, stop, relax. You're looking around you. You're breaking up your bud. You're putting your hash in that joint. You're rolling it. It's like, you know, when you're with somebody, it's almost like a social thing too. You know, you're, you're with people. It's there's something nice about it. There's something nice about everything that we're doing here with the the bringing this bud legally federally. I mean, we can ship to all 50 states, which is pretty amazing. Um, like a, a recreational company in California or in Colorado is stuck to only shipping to within their state. So we can have, we can ship all over the country. And I have some people that I like to really communicate with a lot of my customers. And I have people that tell me, Morgan, I don't want to get high anymore, but I do like the relaxing, the moment that I get to stop and, and roll a joint. So they miss that. So I'll say, oh, you know what? So try this breed, try the mountain berry. It, you're, gonna, you're not going to get too many you're not going to get high off it. You're going to feel really relaxed and you're going to get some, some beautiful flavors out of it. But just, it's really that, uh, I don't even know how to say it. It's, it's that, uh, not a ceremony, but it's just, man, I can't find the word. But uh, it, it's stopping and relaxing and just and rolling a joint. There's something about it that's just, that's really nice. And that's what I'm really happy about. Being able to sell bud, I mean, legally throughout the country, it's crazy. It's, it's amazing. I mean, my when I just when I first started the farm, I was like, "Wow! Imagine if we could put this in all the corner stores. How cool this would be!" But the market wasn't there yet, so we had to grind up all our our flour and sell it as biomass. And then all of a sudden, people started saying, "Oh, wow! You know that bud tastes good. Hey, look at that bud. That bud looks like some Kush. Wow! Smell this bud." And now people are actually getting picky. But oh, you know what? This bud here tastes like that. I mean, I heard a a person do a review on uh, on youtube on some of my flour and he's like wow you know the this one tastes like this this one tastes like that and if you if you're looking at a review f- from the thc or the recreational side it's almost the same now you know they're not getting stoned but they're talking about flavors and 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 some sort of a like a feeling they're getting it, it's it's really nice to be able to sell to sell bud and hash and this whole thing is cool <laughs> I love it. I love how stoked you are. And it's like, you're like, wait, what were we talking about? I fucking love yeah. it. <laughs> no, what we're doing is great. I mean, what you're doing is good. What we're all doing is great. It's, it's, it's like you say, you know, it's, it's the hemp revolution. I mean, it's cannabis makes people happy. Cannabis makes people relaxed. And hemp is is cannabis. I mean, CBD has been around forever also. CBD was always in cannabis. I mean, they bred the CBD down to so people can get more high because the, the CBD kind of like cuts the effect of being stoned. 
But uh, so yeah, CBD has been around forever and now they're just, they're bringing it back up and it's super fun. It's fun to be able to, to see, I don't know, to go into a store and have a cop walk by and there's a whole bunch of bud in the store and it's becoming like this new normal thing where four years ago I had cops trying to kick down my, well, it's a fence, so it wasn't a door, but trying to break into my place and like, no, we don't want you here doing this. Even though it's legal in your state, we don't want you here. And then two years later, it's almost on every corner. I mean, people are growing all over the place. It's crazy. It's great. <laughs> How many more farms have <laughs> popped up around you? Hundreds. Hundreds of farms. Unfortunately, Vermont had a really... Everybody thought they were going to make a lot of money. And most of these farmers still have all their product. It's... Uh, it's, it's like the, It was like the gold rush, right? You know, I was in five years ago, so I was able to, while we were, while the product was worth something, we were able to build a really solid infrastructure. And I was able to make, you know, a couple mistakes then that I'm not going to make anymore. But so, you know, you have what, like 700 farms in Vermont or 700 people registered last year in Vermont. And um, Vermont's a small state. I mean, there's 700,000 people. And, um, uh, People just didn't expect, you know, I, I would get calls at Harvest, hey, Morgan, uh, how do you dry the stuff? And I'm like, oh, man, all right. So I got to have to take time out of my day where we're harvesting every day and go to a person's farm and say, wow, you, you need a barn. You know, you have to clean out your barn. You're going to have to hang it. You're going to have to use heat. You make sure it doesn't get too moist and nice and high. It was, it was uh, yeah, it was a little sad in a way. People loved it so much. They were so happy to get into this and, and grow bud and, and, and be able to, to just grow it legally. But then after, when it starts slowly settling in, I'm like, wow, you know, I just invested, I just borrowed $20,000 off the bank to grow two acres. And there's no way you're ever going to get that $20,000 back. It was, it, I don't know, I don't want to say it was sad, but it wasn't, it wasn't really pleasant having to explain to these people, wow, you know, this is where it's worse. I still get emails now. Hey, Morgan, you know, like I have all this, but I have all that. And I'm like, well, it's not really worth much. I mean, I was getting hate mail in September and October from farmers telling me that I was uh, bringing down the price. I wasn't bringing down the price personally. I was just telling them what the price was realistically after the whole country harvested. I mean, California starts harvesting in like mid uh, mid August, and you know the prices already started dropping in August. I mean, yeah. And has has the price adjustments? That, I mean, the price adjustments have killed a lot of businesses. So has the overproduction of hemp. Were you was you or your business affected at all by those two um, by those two components? Well, my brand. Organic CBD LLC is what saved me. Um, and having a little bit of this cannabis uh, imagination. So making sure that my bud was nicely trimmed, um, having beautiful packaging, uh, knowing, being able to network. I mean, right now I'm a little bit nervous and <laughs> I don't know. But usually I'm really good at talking to people and I, get, I don't mind just picking up the phone and I can cold call a hundred different stores and be really friendly with people and install trust. And then next time I'm like, oh, you know what? Hey, how about you buy 20 pounds of my butt off me and I'll meet you halfway. So next, you know, the guy's coming from, let's say from Baltimore and I'll drive halfway down and we'll meet in New York and I'll say, here, check out my butt. Here's them. So 
networking is what really saved me. And I, I'm, I'm still doing that now. You know, today I just came back from, uh, from up, well, from close to New York City. And I'm, I mean, these people that I've met, I've been able to create a good network with. Now, I had to bring down my price quite a bit because, you know, people don't want to, people don't really want to pay a lot more for, for my flower, even though it is certified organic. Problem is, there's so much flour out there that I do have to keep my prices competitive for the bulk sales. Um, yeah. I so you're, yeah. So <laughs> no, I think it, I think it's really good what you're what you're saying is you know you're not really affected. You're um, actually you know just building relationships, and this at the core is a relationship business. You got to know a guy who knows a guy. You know, and you want to exactly guy that people know. So I exactly, I think that that's really super important. And anybody who's been a part of the industry or knows someone who's been a part of the industry knows how important keeping an integrous relationship is. Uh, and it takes time to build that. You know, but the, in the end, it'll be your saving, saving grace. In February, I uh, was it, or maybe end of January, I had a customer who uh, who had had a seed since harvest. And we met halfway. We met in Connecticut. And uh, so I drive my truck down to Connecticut with a, a bunch of flour. And I gave him a couple cans of maple syrup. And the guy was like, wow, what, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's just, I'm just friendly. You know, here's, here's some maple syrup. So at the same time, he just gave me a bunch of money for some flour, but he got some maple syrup, you know? And it's just, it was just that little extra that, made the guy say, oh, wow, you know, working with this guy is fun. I mean, uh, my, my flower is beautiful. It stinks. Uh, and as, I mean, aesthetically, it's all perfectly trimmed. Uh, test high in CBD, certified organic, and he got some free maple syrup. I mean, it was a win-win situation for him. I mean, I feel like he won that day. <laughs> he did. I've, he been, did. To Ver- I've been to Vermont, and I'll just tell you right now, the maple syrup there is next level. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, where can folks find you if they want to follow you or pick up some of your product? Yeah, uh, com. That is my website. We also have a Instagram at organic, uh, hashtag organic CBD LLC. Um, it's, the online presence is really good. I mean, our customers, all they all come back. Everybody that comes, comes back. I mean, I get great reviews. People love our flour. And like I said, the CBD hashish is really what we're trying to push now because it's, it's really good. I mean, you can actually feel really relaxed after smoking it. You know, you can smoke some CBD flour or a vape pen or something that'll have between 10 and 20% CBD in it. I mean, my hash is at almost, or it's between 40 and 50% CBD. 100% legal to ship throughout the country. It's very smooth. Um, I'm doing it with my different breeds. Right now, we've done it with the Lifter, um, and we've done it with the Colorado Cherry. We're going to soon do it with our um, with our Purple Kool-Aid and the Mountain Berry. So you get all the, the terpenes from the, from the bud is just concentrated into the hash, and it's it looks good. It tastes good. It smells good, and it really it feels good. I'm telling you, it it, it brings me back to my to what to my youth when I was young, and you know you're running around and 
smoking a little joint here, smoking a little joint there, and it wasn't really and breaking up your hash. It was, yeah, it's cool. I like it a lot. Nice, good one. I love it. Well, for the thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I'm like. I'm, I love, love, love your energy and I'm super excited to test and try some of your stuff. I'd love to review it on our page. We have over 986,000 followers on one of our pages and about 52,000 in another one of our pages. So if you want to send any stuff over to us, we'd love to review it in our community. Of course I will. Of course I will. I'll send you some little, some nice little bricks of hash through the mail. 100% legal. I mean, it's it's amazing. Is that not we, the craziest thing? It's, it's great. I the love first, it. I love this the first time my husband, my, the first time my husband ever sent any stuff out, I like leaned over and I was like, that totally gave you a boner, didn't it? Don't lie. You just sent me <laughs> so, A couple of weeks ago, I had to go do something and my sister comes and uh, trims on weekends. And uh, you can see her on my Instagram page, the girl with the red hair. And she, uh, and then I'm like, okay, Sasha, you gotta, Sasha, you have to go to the post office and mail it. She's like, okay. And then she gets to the post office and some of the, the bags were, um, cause my, uh, my prepackaged bags, you can see one side of it. And she got the lady at the post office to help her like tape the box and everything. And she's like, oh my God, I was so nervous. And the next day I see the lady at the post office and she's like, your sister was so funny. She didn't know if she was doing anything illegal or not. It was just, she said it was funny. Just like you're saying. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, Well, I'm super happy to have you on the show and can't wait to continue to follow your success. Uh, Thanks so much for spending the time with me today. Thank you so much. And I'm going to send you some hash for sure. I'll send you some buds, some hash, some pre-rolls. Yeah. I'll send you a little, a little brick of hash because it's just nice to have like a little brick. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I would have to agree with that following statement. Yes. <laughs> um, that's amazing. And for those of you guys who are a part of our Hemp Revolution uh, community, thank you so much for joining our family and for being a part of this incredible movement. When you like and share content like this, you are quite literally helping us transform the way that we think about and talk about cannabis in our families and communities. If you're someone looking for products that you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. Happy to help. And if you are an established business owner or budding entrepreneur looking for real support when it comes to banking, marketing, or stabilizing your supply chain, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear your story and share it with our community. Sonia at medicalsecrets.com. I'm your hostess with the most is Sonia Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on the next show, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution, and we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.